the attackers inherently have the upper hand as they're looking to damage and break the systems. It's not just how you protect from attacks, but how you build resilience against them. This might be uh, this might be strange for a cybersecurity expert to take this position. Certainly, I do remember a day when I had to go to the library to check out physical encyclopedias for my books. Still, having grown up with the internet the majority of my life, I have been accustomed to, and I think younger and younger folks are accustomed to the internet being an open place, and that the structure of the internet being distributed and being open for use is the fundamental benefit of this system and is what is driving the fourth industrial revolution that we're going through right now. You could say the designers, should they have made it more secure from the outset? Would that have been a trade-off in all the benefits we're seeing from it today? Hard to tell. Davis Hake is a lecturer at UC Berkeley School of Information, where he's taught courses in managing cyber risk. And he's the co-founder of Resilience Insurance. This is the Tech Barometer Podcast. I'm Jason Lopez. This is one of those how-to-rethink-about-something stories. In this case, we're picking Davis Hake's brain about his thoughts on the fundamentals of security in a hybrid multi-cloud world. We'll get to that in a moment, but... Let's complete his broad brush view about the openness of the web and the trade-offs of the benefits versus the vulnerabilities. He says we've put a lot of emphasis on the benefits, but maybe haven't given the realities of the vulnerabilities as much thought. Hake thinks that security on the open seas of the web should simply be a part of operations. Okay, we've built this system and this network. How do we uh, stop users on this network from harming each other over this network, right? And, and I think that, you know, we need to not just think about, you know, vulnerabilities and patching vulnerabilities, but how do we start building products and ecosystems that uh, help protect the users that are using them in a way that the system can still be open and accessible um, and, and still encourage innovation and, and drive sort of our global economy. So let's drill down into the enterprise. Here's the example the MITRE attack framework, which basically approaches security from the point of view of the intruder. Instead of an engineering approach attempting to fortify everything, it asks the question, how would an attacker compromise and use the system? The answer to that question generally starts by prioritizing security measures aimed at protecting vulnerabilities likely to be most damaging to the business or to customers. The to-do list might start by limiting the attack surface or putting protections in place to limit attackers from moving laterally or escalating privileges. Hake emphasizes that as much as we've put into the prevention side of security, we need to think about realities. As much energy needs to be put into the recovery side. This is where we're seeing a lot of research done uh, by our data team um, and all the industry at large in saying, what are the best investments? So that if there is an incident, it's contained, your security technology has limited the damage that it would do to a network, uh, and to that if, if there is a bit of catastrophic damage, what are the best practices for coming back, for taking that punch and standing back up in a way that it actually is it's probably stronger than you were in the first place? Because post-incident, you, you know a lot about these uh, you know, vulnerabilities you might have had, and you know, you're also, too, 
uh, you, you're looking at putting a lot of more investment in the places that, that maybe previously you had overlooked. Hake says cloud native has revolutionized enterprise computing, especially for startups, where it's economically and security-wise significantly easier, especially not having to deal with legacy architecture. It allows a company to launch a new production environment with less effort than compared to trying to keep older equipment and systems working. Hey, there's that that server from 10 years ago that uh, we completely forgot about, but is still, you know, attached to our entire backend email system um, and, you know, is, is a vulnerable point of our attack service. So I think being cloud native has been uh, a game changer for, for startups, but also for small companies, too. Um, you know, that, that don't necessarily have to invest in the, the hardware uh, and, and then, you know, keep that hardware for years, right, to recoup that investment. Um, they can deploy uh, a new system. They can shut it down if they don't need it anymore and, and jump in and pivot to something else. So now the questions of the hybrid multi-cloud. We're in a moment of development in which most companies, even governments, are not betting on one cloud provider, but using different systems working together, whether owned or rented. And now, during the past couple of years of a pandemic, this energy has been accelerated as many companies ask, how do we move everything to the cloud? As a startup, you know, we've been cloud native, so we've developed a lot of our security policies around that from the start. But if you're in an environment that's going from, you know, hard racked servers um, to deploying across, you know, multi-cloud environment, uh, there's going to be a lot that you have to do to rethink your security strategy, right? And so I think that that is where a lot of the security conversations that we talk about with our students at Berkeley come in, in saying, you know, security isn't something you can set and forget, right? Technology is going to change. And it's your responsibility as the, you know, that essentially owning cyber risk to enable that technology to be used in a, in a safe way. Right. It's not to turn that technology off, stop it from being deployed, but it's how do you consider the risks and adopt your investments to, to mitigate those risks. And I think, you know, when you look at cloud that way, right, there's actually a lot that can be leveraged to help secure systems even better um, through the cloud. Right. I mean, this idea of um, shared responsibility where, you know, cloud providers are responsible for the security of the cloud. Your entity is responsible for the data in the cloud and the use of the cloud, right? Um, that's a strong core concept that if it's not understood, <laughs> can lead to, you know, problems at scale. But if it is well understood, it can lead to incredible results at scale. And it can make a lot of old existing IT practices uh, exponentially easier to secure systems, right? The anxiety of putting your data in the public cloud is the question of whether it's secure, to which Hake says it's very secure, because many companies are on multiple providers for different things. It's not just like everybody is on one provider. Everybody is on multiple providers for multiple different things, right? And that actually, I think, provides sort of a security ecosystem such that, that you know, you are, are more resilient by having more of these options. Um, but on the other hand, too, like that, that does mean that you have to invest in thinking through how do you deploy um, certain a- assets that, you know, should only be accessible internal to your company or that need to be served externally. I mean, you know, one of the, the common breaches that continue to see are, you know, misconfigured S3 buckets, right? And um, <laughs> leaving, you know, systems exposed with default credentials and password even still that you know, people believe our development environments, but 
you know, they're accessible in a way that, you know, something might be for, um, for sharing or, or something that's production and meant to be client facing, but, but shouldn't be right. And so I think that this is an area too, where there's been some exciting work in the startup space around here. Um, but it is something that, you know, because it's not traditional physical interact systems, um, you know, CISOs really have to be experts in cloud today to have, to have a secure company. And speaking of expertise, one of the critical issues that Hake says every business should practice is that cyber risk ought to be a conversation at the board level. And what he means by that is security should not be something just left to the IT people hired to do security. Decision makers, much less everyone in the company, might have no expertise in the technical aspects of security, but they ought to be involved in it. There are a lot of things uh, that have driven uh, risk management at the executive level, Sarbanes-Oxley, for example. And more and more, right, every company has a, a digital footprint. Every company, uh, you know, even, even Bob's Pizza around the corner uh, relies on the Internet to enable their business. And, and so digital risk and investments in having your, your company operate safely should be seen as a, as a core priority not just as a cost center, um, you know, from the IT department that wants to buy a, a shiny new security toy, right? Like, we really have to think about, um, about how we not just, uh, you know, physically ensure supply chains, uh, management of products. We also need to think about how we secure ourselves and our customers, because we're seeing more and more cases where those investments aren't made and the consequences aren't just catastrophic for a company, but have national level impact. Davis Hake is a lecturer at UC Berkeley's School of Information, where he's taught courses in managing cyber risk. And he's one of the co-founders of Resilience Insurance, which insures and secures companies from cyber attacks. This is the Tech Barometer podcast produced by The Forecast. I'm Jason Lopez. Thanks for listening. We've got more stories about tech and the people in technology written by great writers like Tom Mangan, Joni Wexler, Gene Nauer, to name a few. You can check them out at the forecast by Nutanix.com.